Radio Influence, podcasting redefined. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with Hump Day Val and Beans. Yes. So, yeah, we got to get into it today because yesterday I was almost clawing my face off wishing we had a show after what happened Monday. I know. Terrible. Um, But I've been like sort of like pensively and calmly ish sitting back and watching this landscape kind of unfurl. And there's a whole lot of things to talk about. So. What did you do? We'll start here. What did you do on your show? What did you say? Last night? Yeah. Oh, I, I had media reaction, uh, surprising reaction, unsurprising reaction. I, uh, I, I I listened to the Dan Bongino clip uh, with Jesse Waters. Mm-hmm. That was a, a pretty good primer. And uh, read, read uh, Donald Trump's official response. And then the national file... Uh, article about the Jeffrey Epstein link, of course, to the the the, the judge who signed the warrant, and uh, and what else? I, t- I mean, I just I just took calls and tried to make sense of all this for people who just don't understand how how uh, how screwed we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like the, I was I was watching all of the the media response and everything, and then of course I started I started doing whatever digging we could do, and so. You know, looking at the National Archives site, they've been working with President Trump on this this set of documents for for a year now, for a year, because I guess there's some argument over what he actually owns and what they want. And, you know, remember Obama's library? I don't know if you touched on that at all, but he basically didn't even have one for ever because he didn't want to give up the crap. So this is it's all ridiculous. But I found some interesting stuff. So the first thing I found and remembered like in my stupor was like, I don't know if it was like a month ago, uh, Cash Patel was on a show um, with a host that I don't I don't know. Um, but I grabbed this clip that I found. He's he's proclaiming this here. Let's just listen to it. Officially a representative for Donald Trump at the National Archives. And I'm going to march down there. I've never told anyone this because it just happened. And I'm going to identify every single document that they blocked from being declassified at the National Archives. And we are going to start putting that information out next week. Wow. Wow. So what will that what do you what do you anticipate that will do? What will come out of that? Yeah, it's the back end of what you just referred to. As Devin said, you know, you haven't seen half of it. Yep. All this information that they want to, you know, they want to say, oh, Russiagate's over. Donald Trump, can spy. it's not over. It hasn't even begun. Half of the information that we have not seen that was declassified by President Trump is in the National Archives information that the FBI was allegedly surfing the entire state of Mar-a-Lago for yesterday. So, oh, so the FBI was looking to suppress even what I... So many different theories. We can go and, through them all. Because that, that's one thing I was thinking about last night. When I was just listening to Dan Bongino, I was saying to my, I, st- I had to stop at the clip in the middle of it to just reminisce a little bit from between 2017, 18, 19. Those three years, you and me, we, we were doing our own stuff, but we were also listening to him too. And we were following his, people like his work. And I was just reminiscing about how, how those are some of the most enjoyable podcast experiences 
uh, of my life between those years because the pieces that were being put together were so damning and it was so clear uh, what kind of a uh, what kind of a fraud was being thrown in our faces and w- what we were being saddled with to carry for years and it felt like every day we had a new name a new place a new uh, a new point on the timeline and it was so obvious the fraud and and still we get little pieces to think that there may be so much more. more. Right. I mean, even when Durham started coming out, Frank, with 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 his stuff about um about Georgia Tech. Now, we had glossed over Georgia Tech, but like the things that we learned about the the involvement they had just with Sussman in this little tiny sliver side piece. So like anybody who says like, oh, a conspiracy requires it requires too many people. To get it done. And too many people would just have to say, sit there and say nothing. Uh, welcome to the United States of America. Because yeah. clearly there are millions of government employees all too happy to sit there and say nothing while this goes on. Well, yeah, it, absolutely. I mean, even the ones who don't like the fraud, I mean, they, they, they have to they have to be very measured in their approach because they don't want their jobs to go away. When people realize that that the, the more people you pack into government, this is just what it is. This is what is endemic inside of people. It's corruption. And that's why it was supposed to be limited in such a severe sense. But, you know, the um, what were you, you were just saying. Um, you lost your thought, didn't you? It's yes. OK. It's all no, good. no. It was it was an important thought too. damn uh, the little sliver of things we got from Durham. No, uh, the the Georgia Tech stuff. No, how much more there is that we no. haven't seen. All right. Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> We'll just keep talking. You can just interrupt me blatantly if you right. if you remember. OK, great. All right. So, so go ahead. So it, it was it was the, it was the comment about everybody says there's, there's too many people involved in a conspiracy. I have I've had friends that worked in the Pentagon that, that told me, Frank, here's the reason why I don't believe in the conspiracies. And these are libertarian type guys. They're not necessarily one or the other. But, you know, they're all company men. So they, they've seen the sausage get made to at least a certain degree. They're not top guys. But they said. I I see some of my colleagues, I see the people I work with, they're so incompetent. I don't believe that the the size and scope of the conspiracies that I hear about are even possible. But then again, when you look at how really, truly sloppy and obvious things like Russia was, there is there is really no nuance to it. They are just blatantly changing uh, records They're They're I mean, the the the, uh, they're they're having sex with the with with the press. And giving FISA warrants away. This is really not a very specialized operation. No, they they threw everything against and they know that they it didn't matter. They're at the point, Frank, where they're so desperate to continue their plan and finish it or finish out this bureaucratic in, you know, I see police state over the American people that it doesn't matter how sloppy they are, because even when they're held accountable, they're not held accountable. Like I keep on saying this over and over the, the, the new Congress that comes in, if we even have any chance at it, at some sort of semblance of an honest election, this go around in November, they had better like we're not asking for retaliation against people that have not done something wrong. We want accountability. No more of this BS. As a matter of fact, that brings me to the absolutely poor ass excuse for Senator Lindsey Graham here in the uh, state of South Carolina, yep. who 
I mean, Jesse Waters just tore him apart, which good because he's like, well, we'll just have to see what happens with this. Are you kidding me? You've got to be kidding me. Like, oh, in case you guys are living under a rock, Mar-a-Lago was raided. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's the next thing. Like, I, I, and I have more details about like factual stuff we'll get into, but like, I, we're just going to go where this goes. And then there's something happening that I want you guys to, uh, to also understand because there's been a merging that I never thought I would see. And we're going to talk about that too, but here's Jesse waters holding. And there are a few hosts on Fox, Frank, that still have integrity. I think it's Tucker. I think it's, um, Jesse Je- is definitely, he's definitely there. Yeah. Jesse, I think um, even to some extent, what's his name? Greg Gutfeld seems like a sort of down to earth, like guy who'll speak his mind. But, you know, Jesse Waters, like I was looking to see what Fox would do. I was very curious and they've done what they should do, in my opinion. So it's wall to wall. How dare this happen? Oh, my gosh. You know, this is terrible. Um, It's exactly what you would expect it to be from any honest news organization, which they're not. But right. They're they're catering to if they didn't cover this this way, they would be absolutely completely done for. So here is Jesse Waters holding Lindsey Graham and his bumbling, laughing little self here. Why they had to raid President Trump's home 90 days before an election. Yeah, you know what? I love having you. You know what? 90 days before an election. I don't give a when it was. If it it was a year before an election or, or two days before an election. I know. That's that's not days. the problem. Yeah, it's not. It's not just like it wasn't the problem that that they were investigating uh, that he was poking around into what was happening in Ukraine in uh, in fall uh, in late summer of 2019. I, and I, that, that's what they're saying. It's an election year next year. It's always going to be an election year. Like yeah. anybody who gives me that excuse, I laugh at them. When are we going to stop saying, well, we don't want to piss anyone off because it's an election year. Screw the We're not going to have another election year if this shit continues. Oops. Yep. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, why? Because the radio? Yeah. Yeah. I know. The S word is even off, off limits now. Did I screw up at all today so far? No, not today. Okay. And you know what else? Um. I, I also didn't even think about the fact that I was sick Monday and we were supposed to give a Monday show for I'm going to have to fix that. Anyway, here we go. Here is Jesse Waters. Dude, you know, you and I have debated about things and I've seen you pretty spitting mad over Ukraine, but I, you, you don't seem as mad as you were about. And he, he shakes his head and he goes, yeah, Ukraine's a, a, an absolute mess. Oh, Ukraine. We, we, there was somebody doing a YouTube video that had one of those little fundraisers underneath to raise money for Ukraine. Yeah. And I commented and I said, um, they just sent $8 billion of my tax dollars over to Ukraine. I think I'll just watch your video. Yeah, I, I, I love it. You know what it's like now? It's like me when I was uh, in, in, in nine years old. I saw a video of a, a baby seal getting clubbed to death. And I started going from from door to door in my in my neighborhood, in my grandmother's neighborhood, collecting money for the seals. I raised like five dollars and gave it to my first grade teacher to send it away for me. I was I, I probably saved 18 seals with that five dollars. Yeah. It's a thought that counts, Frank. Jeez. <laughs> no, you have no thoughts. That's the problem. I know. Yeah. You've been <laughs> mad about Ukraine. I don't understand why people aren't lighting their hair on fire. 
I don't understand why people aren't well, out what? in the streets. Yeah. This isn't like, oh, well, you know, let's just see what's yeah. in the warrant. I mean, they've been doing this. This is the third election. This is the third election. We know they well, doctor Jesse, evidence. We know they yeah. plant evidence. Yeah, sure. We know they hide campaign. evidence. We know they lie. We know they leak. I mean, this is not anything new. This has been this has been years they've been doing this. We can't just say, oh, yeah. you know, we're waiting for the guy to come out and, and give a statement about what is predicate. I mean, what? These they invent predicates every single day. Yeah. Out this of thin air. This is just how they campaign. Not only is this just how they campaign now, uh, this isn't even about a, a creating a political momentum because that is impossible for Democrats at this point. Uh, at least legitimate political momentum. They like creating the the image or the illusion of momentum so that if they go out and they find a way to flip some seats, it's going to be because it was the will of the people and not because of some nonsense here. But that's just it. it it's it, at first it's October surprise. Try to kick them in the gut. Uh, uh, you know, shortly before an election, but this is so much bigger. It used to be cheating on your wife. I know, but it's, but here's the thing. It's not about embarrassment anymore on the campaign trail. Nobody cares. Nobody has any really, nobody cares. Nobody has any hangups anymore, especially when it comes to sex. This is about how can we find a way to legally disqualify our competition? They don't want, they're trying to get people to stop actually running to not be allowed to run. It's not about smearing them in the middle of a campaign. They don't want them to run. They don't want them to run. And and it's not, I don't even, I will be honest with you. There are probably a very select few Democrats that knew this was going to happen, if any at all. And here's what I think it is before we finish this. I think that the intelligence community and the corrupt, like power hungry bureaucracy in this country that wants absolute totalitarianism that wants to absolutely destroy everything is working on its own. Like, like what's his name talked about the military industrial complex or Chuck Schumer said, if you mess with the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday. Like that's a member of Congress giving an unelected non branch of government more power than Congress has. Yep. And they've run rogue. And I told everybody this, the, the white house says they had no idea like the actual people in the White House, like President, quote, Biden, had no idea this was happening. I don't disagree. I think there's a very good chance he might not have had any any idea this was happening. You want to know why? He's not running the country. Very clear he's not. He's very not, clear he's not. Yeah. He's, he's not even their top choice for 2024. No. I mean, it's that's another part of the illusion. They're floating out this stupid dark Brandon meme. To try to make it gain traction, it's not doing anything for them. And I'm saying this myself. Here's the craziest thing about trying to present Joe Biden as some kind of a badass alter ego. Uh, a, he doesn't control anything. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. He doesn't even know how to put a damn jacket on. And 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 aside from that, how can you say that he's doing well if he's if they can't find a poll in which he's doing better than 30 percent on MSNBC? And everybody is talking about who needs to replace him before 2024. This guy is a non-factor. He always has been. I, I still think yes. he was nothing but a shield yep. against what was being poked around in Ukraine at the time. He's nothing but a shield for that stuff. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that because Joe Biden is just not a factor. He's not a factor. He's a figurehead, a marionette, a puppet. And he doesn't even remember shaking someone's hand three seconds before. 
And the only reason they trot him out there is to give the American people who are still sleeping and utterly, utterly, utterly uninformed and terribly, terribly misled and stupid, frankly, at this point. Yeah. Some kind of a, a vision that their country is still being run by someone they think was elected. That, that's where we're at. I'm sorry. <laughs> there is an out of control, unelected dictatorship running our country right now, in my opinion. And they're going to do whatever they want. And they don't have to tell anybody. You want to know why? Because why? because Lindsey Graham writes nasty letters sometimes. <laughs> well, who's going to do something about this? Like we get people, we had people, some, I was on a show yesterday. I did a radio hit and one of the hosts said to me like, oh, um, you know, it's up to Congress to blah, blah, blah. I said, there have, we had control of the House and the Senate while the Russiagate investigation was going on, the first half of it. And we did nothing to stop it. Nothing. They did nothing. There were people who tried. Devin Nunes, Jim Jordan, you know, Thomas Massey. There were people who tried, but everybody had better grow a set. We we have put you into a place where we expect you to fight for this country and rolling over because of some fear that you have at this. If you're going to run for office at this point in time, you would better do it understanding it's all or nothing, all or nothing. Either you go in there and you do everything that you have to do and sacrifice whatever it is that you need to sacrifice to save this damn thing or we're finished. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you know, you already know with me, I, um, I have completely, I don't really believe that there is anything that can be done on a federal level, but if you are going to go out there and you're going to run, then you have to understand you're, you're not going in there to try to take a point off or put a percentage point on to Medicare. Uh, you're, you're not trying to shave a little something over here and move a dollar around over there, try to adjust social security. No, you, you are, you are in, you are a demolition team. You, that's the, the only thing that you have left to do. The only option, there's no, there's nothing. You need to have some sort of a, of an unbeatable majority, and you literally have to be a demolition team. You have to absolutely, like, there is no reforming the FBI at this point. There, there is no reforming the absolute rot that has permeated through. There's no reforming the CIA, who is definitely working on American soil. I'm sorry. If you don't think so, you're a moron. There's no way that that's not happening. I have to say, I guess, in my opinion, because I don't have factual information. But you want to know something? 1988, Frank, here. FBI came in uh, during the First World War. And interestingly enough, the one thing that Woodrow Wilson did, he used the FBI to spy on American citizens and actually arrest them if they disagreed with his foreign policy about going to war in Europe. And isn't it interesting how recent they used it in the Vietnam era? Democrats used there, Republicans used the FBI to spy on a hundred different groups in this country, including the churches, who disagree with the policy in uh, Central America. It almost looks like the FBI was designed to spy on Americans who might be disagreeing uh, with policy, especially the foreign policy. So the FBI, although I don't think I could condemn everything they've ever done, because I'm sure uh, some of the investigations and investigation of crime uh, has been beneficial, but that could be accomplished through 
through Justice Department within our states, we wouldn't reject that uh, portion of it. I think the FBI has uh, kept and continues to keep a lot of records on a lot of individuals. The CIA has only been here since 1947. Their record is lousy. You just think of the CIA used by the Democratic uh, administration. Ron Paul went on to say abolish the FBI. Yeah. In 1988. Yeah, well, that, that that's another reason why I stopped my uh, I stopped the Dan Bongino yeah. clip twice. The only way we, we know not Republicans, not Democrats, we need neutral. I was like, oh, no, Dan. Dan, if you care about neutral people who care about the Constitution, you put neutral people who care about the Constitution in there. The FBI doesn't exist. Exactly. I mean, just in this in the same way, this stupid provision that Mark Elias trotted out there doesn't apply to Donald Trump. The DEA doesn't exist. The ATF doesn't exist. The Department of Education. The Department of Education doesn't exist. I mean, we we, it's nine. There are so many bureaus and agencies. It's incredible. The Department of Homeland Security goes bye bye. Gone. Goodbye. You want if, if 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 Alabama or Connecticut or Rhode Island want to create and many of them do have their own version of a state bureau of investigation, then that's fine. And if something goes outside the bounds of their state and they have to go and work alongside of fellow states to solve a crime or to bring fugitives to justice, they can. They're adults. This idea that if we don't have a central authority, everybody's going to be lost. Like the only the only capable people that exist live in Washington is I mean, that's just it's just brainwashing. It, the, the only way I'm sorry, but I, I mean, you know, I've been doing this for a damn long time, Frank, a really long time. And this is not the first time we've come back around to this. It happens every single time something like this happens. But at this point, it is so bad and so big and so terrible that they're not even maintaining the outward view of impartiality or neutrality anymore. They're literally openly targeting parents at school boards. They're they're ransacking the closet of a former first lady in a, in a day long raid of his house. Yeah, but you're missing something. It is not it is not partisan because Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney are a part of the J6 committee. I'm not and, saying it's partisan. This is this is far beyond this this idea or facade of two party politics. Which, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, finally, I think finally, after all of this time, people are starting to realize it. There is no there. there there's no, you know, party that's better than the other one. They're all look. It took McConnell 25. It took McConnell 25 hours to come out with some semblance of a statement. And then McCarthy, we're going to investigate. Well, oh, thanks. Gee, thanks, McCarthy. Great. When we get in power in November. Now, there's so much more to this. There are so many more parts and pieces. But back to the factual-esque sort of stuff. Reinhardt was the judge that signed this warrant. Now, everybody's done their due diligence on Reinhardt and Epstein and how he was Epstein's lawyer and how he was involved with the Epstein crew and how he had anti-Trump tweets and all of that stuff. What I find very interesting is, you know, Frank, that Trump has a civil RICO case going on in Florida right now. I think so. It's against... Clinton, Sussman, Igor Denchenko, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, James, James Comey, all kinds of people. There have been four, if not five, I might be mistaken on that, but there have been four, absolutely four recusals in this case from their magistrate judges that have taken the case on. OK, those recusals are as follows. Of course, Reinhardt was one of them. 
And the date that he recused is interesting, too. So on June 22nd, after the case had been assigned to him by another judge who recused themselves, he recused himself. On June 22nd, Bruce E. Reinhardt, case reassigned to Magistrate Judge William Matthewman for all further proceedings. He resigned. He, he recuses on June 22nd, and less than a month later, he's signing a search warrant for these FBI agents to come in and do what they do. So the reason people found that is probably because they had gotten the judge's name because when you look at the warrant, you see who was responsible for signing it. And then someone did a docket search to figure out what other things that judge had pending sealed on their docket because you can search by judge. So listen, I was at first very reticent to come out and say, yeah, this is definitely it because it's sealed. You can't see the party. But as I was researching more and I got confirmation that it was him, I was like, all right, let me just see, like, what's the normal frequency in this in this area of Florida that they have sealed warrants coming in front of them and like tap and traces and all kinds of other stuff? Because you remember a few years ago, people were scouring for all of the sealed stuff that was going on. Remember? Yeah. As some indication that that meant that all the bad guys were under uh, indictment because there were thousands of sealed indictments. But nobody could ever prove who they were for because they're freaking sealed. Clearly. Thousands of bad guys haven't been arrested. So every judge, every one of these judges has a very light calendar as compared to some others I've seen. And almost all of them have other sealed things in in the in the area of time where they've recused from this case. Now, what does that mean? I can't tell you for sure. I don't know. It might mean absolutely zero might mean nothing. There might be other drug cases or who knows. Right. But. What I can tell you is that there's one theory I'm just tossing around and it is completely a theory. They've taken every judge that could potentially hear this case and and they've recused them. So could it could they have been doing that on purpose? Like if all of these judges are being confronted with we need a warrant for, you know, this person in the Trump orbit or that person in the Trump orbit or this person at Mar-a-Lago or this person here. Anytime anything comes in where a justice or a magistrate judge has to sign a warrant for some party attached to a party in another case, they're forced to recuse themselves from that other case. Let me ask you something just straight up. Do you think that they would actually allow Donald Trump to be president again? That's an interesting question, because no, I do. I think they'd allow it. Um, you, you think that they're going to allow Donald Trump to be president again? I think that at this point they might not have a choice. How? How so? You don't think that they, they would they would be willing to kill him? Or oh well, to, a lot of people have, have speculated that. Or 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 do or something that seems like an act of God to to push off elections and put us into a state. I, I I just don't know. I, nobody knows. I wish I could say, no, that's crazy talk, Frank, but I can't. How can you say that at this point? Well, they got uh, the only way that it would seem legitimate to me is if there's a little bit more added on to that list of of electoral changes that uh, that that um, Wendy's been compiling for Uncover DC. It's got there needs to be a little bit more in my book. I don't I look, I don't know. I don't know at this point. I mean, nobody really knows. I don't. I just I I said before we came on uh, the air or recording or whatever, that it's like some little devil minion is on the left side of the pendulum and they've tied the string of the pendulum to the to the 
to the anchoring that holds the pendulum up. Yeah. And it can't move because that's what it feels like. And that's just not how nature works. I know when it, when it swings back, it's going to be, and that's, and that's the hard part because the real, the real way to, the real way to make any kind of a, I don't, I don't know, delay ground groundwork for some kind of an even keel future is to either neutralize the pendulum altogether or, or keep it, keep it even without creating any momentum. But what we were, we're in a place where the, 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 uh, the backlash is going to be, this is going to be real bad. And that, I guess that's what they that's might want. The most, yeah. It so has to be. How many, how many cities have been burned down so far, Frank, any? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, all of them. All of all of us. Well, <laughs> all, all of, of our all of us us crazies. We've gone out into the streets, ch- uh, chanting and and burning down and looting our buildings in our in our cities. Right? I mean, that's the first thing that we thought to do. Um, you know, that's it. But what what we do do is we express our our thoughts and our our feelings, and we analyze situations, and we make accusations, and we pose theories as to why these horrible things are happening. And by expressing our opinions, we're called unhinged. Uh, now, but if, if, if we're looking at 2020, it's, it's not, it's not reasonable to call the people who went out into the streets all year, burning, looting, murdering, pillaging, pillaging. That's, that's not, that's insensitive because they're they're expressing, this is some kind of a, that was a civil right. Um, we can't even have an opinion without being unhinged apparently. Well, I mean, the people that are calling us unhinged at this point are so left out of, out of most people like at this point laugh at that because they look, this is a, another sex, sex section of this that I wanted to go into you for how long Frank and, and everybody used to say this, Alex Jones was like the first quote platform and host who talked about this stuff like 20 years ago. Okay. For a lot of people who've been doing this for a very long time, Alex Jones feels like he's in your family. He feel like my friend Gigi says it all the time. I feel like he, I know him. He's in my family because, you know, he was the only one talking about anything that had to do with any of this. And he was a conspiracy theorist and a crazy person and laughed out of out of out of any, you know, political circle and whatever. He was big on Ron Paul. We used to listen and watch all the time. And then everybody would mock him. And then he was basically one of the biggest people responsible for getting Trump elected. I'm sorry. He mobilized people especially in the beginning, in a way that no one else really did. And now he went through this other period where he was banned from all these platforms. People were like, oh, it's Alex Jones. Who cares? You know, the, the, the hoity-toities of the world, right? And then he went through this lawsuit with Sandy Hook. And what happened yesterday, I'm telling you, is a big, this is the exact opposite of what, quote, they wanted. By trying to ostracize Alex Jones and make him the black sheep of the world, they've, they've, you know who was on a show together yesterday for hours, Frank? Uh, I, I was it Bannon and and Jones. It was Bannon, Jones, and Charlie Kirk. Okay, because I saw I saw a at least a twenty minute while they were live. I saw the uh, the link shared, so I was watching a little bit of Bannon and Jones, and uh, that was great. I did not see the Charlie Kirk thing. What they have, what they have done by merging those three worlds. They're three separate worlds. It, it's, you know, all of a sudden now, I, 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 there had to have been a conversation where all these guys got together and said, we're at war, guys. And we collectively, between the three of us, have an audience that, that 
dwarfs any television news channel, any cable TV. And they've all been forced to create to create their own platforms because they've been kicked off of everywhere else. So now, again, it was only going to be a matter of time before their censorship was their undoing in this way. So they've done it themselves. And now they're all together. Can you just think about the audience size of those three people? Yeah. Some of which have never cavorted together ever. It's the battle for Middle Earth. Bannon legitimizes Alex Jones with his audience when a lot of his audience is probably normie-ish middle America people like that maybe just started understanding what's going on in the world and the Great Reset and globalization and all of that. Jones's crew has been around for goodness knows how long and probably also listens to Bannon sometimes. And then Charlie Kirk, (laughs) they've just made the entire youth vote Alex Jones fans. Hey, it's how most of us started out. Yeah. I found, uh, I think it was, I I found the, well, actually, I found a few things. I was looking around in 2009 or 10, and these are things that we had watched. I mean, I I saw a loose change when it came out. When Jason Burmis put that out. Uh, years ago. Now it's awesome that Jason comes on my show. That was the movie that that was. I saw that movie first after 9-11, right after 9-11. That was my wake up movie. And and there's been several editions. I still have not talked to him about that. I said I want to have a talk with him about that maybe around September and ask some questions about that time, because I I remember it was Jason Burmis with Loose Change on 9-11. And and it was from there that it was he was brought on to debate and to have his work debunked by people from popular mechanics. Yep. And that, and that's when I realized, Oh, so I, I can't trust the science mags. Uh, that's, that's, that's number one. I can't trust the science magazines anymore. A couple of years after that, I, uh, I started poking around with nine 11 again. And that is when I found some discussions with, uh, uh, Jesse Ventura and then I, then Alex Jones. And then from Jones, it was the Obama deception, it was Endgame, all of his movies that came out in the early 2000s. Those were awesome movies. And it was at a time when they were still, they were in full on YouTube. Yep. You know, uploaded by multiple hosts. Yep. And from there, I found Ron Paul. Because yep. Ron Paul, yep. see, this, this is the thing. It's the people who dare to cross over. Ron Paul was comfortable going on Alex Jones early. And yeah. because of that, I was brought into more traditional American history and the Constitution. So it's a, it's a it's it's an interesting thing there, and it's it's great to see a, a emerging. Even though I don't really follow Charlie Kirk, I think he's a a little bit too uh, milk toast mainstream for me, and I don't I think that his history is too agreed. But, that's uh, the but, point. But yes, that's what I'm saying. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. The merging of this, I think it would, I think it's going to sharpen all knives. I mean, really, like. It, 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 it all now it's going to take is for like Alex Jones to like have, uh, you know, 10 or 15 of the maybe older demographic that watches Kirk in the mainstream to start listening to Jones for a day and then start hearing that truth. Now, I don't agree with everything Alex Jones says. That doesn't matter. You know, I, I disagree with some of the things he does. That doesn't it doesn't matter. People have discernment. They can make their own decisions about stuff. That's not the point. The point is that what they've done ultimately in their haphazard, we don't care who sees us crazy is open up the entire, uh, an entire massive swath of the population that never would have understood any of this stuff before up to it. And what you're saying, um, 
about, you know, there's a, a big percentage, I think, of the audience that doesn't um, question or doubt the story, the official story of 9-11, which is fine. That's OK. Um, but I would argue or, or ask all of you to just look into Building 7. Don't even look at the towers. Look into Building 7 and start there. That's all you need to do. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's yeah. easy enough. And it'll lead you right up to the the most recent major study by Alaska Fairbanks University about uh, about building seven. That's all you need to know. We're we're, we're now what? 2001. We're 22 year, 21 years, 21 years, 21 years past when it happened. It's it's time we can we can take a knowing what we know today about how we've been lied to about literally everything. Can you name something they've told us the truth about? Let's do that instead. I, I, I wouldn't be able, I, I don't know. I don't know. And, that, and that's part of the problem is that there, there might be, you know, every great lie has a, a good hint of truth in it, if not a good portion of truth, but just something to derail you. Mm-hmm. So um, it's the same reason why I, when I was talking about the Jones trial, a little bit with you, a little bit on my own show was this kind of a confrontation between a guy like Alex Jones and grieving parents is inevitable based on based on the fact that if you're paying attention truly to how government and media on a domestic and a global scale actually work and how they work in tandem with each other, then then it's very hard not to just think everything is 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 a lie. Everything is a lie just based on the lies that have started major world conflicts from 1898 on. It's just confirmed. And even the things that never happen, Operation Northwoods is a is a uh, is usually a red pill moment for a lot of people reading into Operation Northwoods. That that is uh, a huge red pill moment for people. So once you start really understanding the way the world works, you start looking into all the the the, the times that uh, that uh, the American the American government alone invested in um, public experimentation and uh, experimentation on prisoners on on criminals, on uh, on black Americans, whatever the hell it is, that as soon as your trust is broken, you can't get that back. And then it's hard to not think that there's something behind everything. And that is actually part of the, the PSYOPs protective shell. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're sitting there watching MSNBC and a, 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 a an embedded FBI figurehead a spokesperson comes on or former FBI in quotes and says, you know, guys, you guys have been saying the word raid. We we really don't like the word raid at the FBI. It, it gives it a connotation that there's something untoward or wrong. And you can watch the Chiron at the bottom change from the word raid to the word search in real time. Or I forget the word that they changed it to. You might start to think there's something just not right. Yes, maybe. About everything. And, and and not only that, this is all happening at the same time as the vaccine stuff is just blowing up. They're not going to be able to keep a lid on that for very long. As the, At the same time, as Americans are being told that there are going to be 87,000 new armed IRS agents to make sure that everybody in the billionaire class pays their fair share. Can you laugh any harder? And that Massey was on Glenn Beck and... um. Gigi sent this to me this morning and I was listening to it. And he was basically saying that the Senate in the whatever committee he's on, they passed some they voted on some legislation to call these, quote, weapons of war, what they really are, this gun ban. And they voted. He put an amendment forth to disarm 
certain bureaucratic organizations in the government. And he said that they refused to do it. So he wants these they want these government agents to have what they term weapons of war on their person. But the American citizen can't have this, quote, weapons of war. So we've got an armed government to the T. I mean, every single like paper pencil pusher with a weapon to be used on who? I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of war. Oh, here's it. Here's a headline for you. Oil slides as Ukraine readies resumption of Russian crude flow to Europe. Oh, war is over. Is everybody singing now that they've gotten their last 13 billion? (laughs) What is it? I mean, tens and tens of billions of dollars and the Russians are going to be flowing their crude oil back into Europe anyway. Unbelievable. It it just the the, this is prosecution is too, too kind. it's can you can can you do you think this is all in favor of letting the Chinese take Taiwan? What What is the deal? I, I, I have no clue. I have and, no clue. You know, you've got generals like on Ingram, because I said I listened to all the Fox shows last night. Ingram had a, a former general and please forgive me. I didn't write his name down, but he was on and he was talking about how Millie, I guess, was like blatantly saying he was going to disobey the commander in chief when he was walking across Lafayette Park during the the the, the summer of rage, Frank. Yeah, that, that. Oh, before I go on to that, he, he basically he said that the military is in the worst shape it's been since the 70s, if not worse. I just I just I was at a, a local deli yesterday because I wanted some more of their banging bangerang uh, tomato salad. And I was waiting online there and I saw a face. I said, no, I, I know this kid. I'm just going to wait to see if it comes up to me. And he does. He's a tall, you know, jacked guy. Looks like he's in his mid twenties, and he goes, "Coach Frank." I said, "Oh, what's oh, going on? What's going on, Nate?" I had this, I had this, this issue again for a lot of people. I have just these ex baseball players. I said, "I haven't seen you since you were twelve. How old are you now?" He's twenty six. He just got out of the army. Holy moly! And uh, I said, I said, I said, so you know, we're catching up and all that, and we're talking about life. And I said, so, um, so, so what'd you get out of the, uh, what did you get out of the, the army the, the education? Where are you going? And, uh, was four years, four years was enough. He goes, he goes, yeah, I, I got what I needed. And I, I got to just say that the, 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 uh, there was a, a culture change there that I, I couldn't take and I, I had to leave. And, um, I wasn't going to go into that right there online at the deli. So we exchanged numbers and I'll see, but I know exactly what he's talking about. Oh yeah, of course. It's of the course. same thing. It's you, you probably have many of the military, uh, military members of your audiences telling you this stuff over the years, just like me. It's yep. just, um, it, many of them are still active and they are just in misery over this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the destruction of it all. Now on that same vein, you know, everybody's like, you know, Uh, All right. The headlines that I'm reading about the left and the establishment and corrupt and uniparty media, because it's not the left anymore. Honestly, it really is. And I feel weird even just saying it. Basically, well, it's all left. It is. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, it's yes. It's everybody on the left. (laughs) It's all of them. The Republicans and Democrats. And I mean, that that in itself are just those are just costumes. True. Saying one one party or another is just a costume. Yeah. So left is fine because that doesn't necessarily mean Democrat. Um, so they, they've, they've started their 
rummaging through social media where they've banned us all, like they've put us all someplace else and then they follow us over there to taunt and harass us there. So they've started pillaging through social media comments to find the ones that suggest a civil war and that we're going to get violent. And as a matter of fact, the FBI put out a bulletin about armed Trump supporters heading to (laughs) Mar-a-Lago. Do you think they're all going to look like those glowies, Frank? I wonder, well, if they show up in khakis and the same kind of Ray-Ban sunglasses, then (laughs) then we'll, we'll know what's up. By the way, where's Patriot Front been the last month or so? I, I know. I'm so curious about that myself. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in every other headline for like a span of two to three weeks, and then you don't hear from them for months. Nobody belongs to that group. <laughs> Nobody. But they're starting there. Watch out for these. these it could be worse than January 6th, Frank. Yeah, when you see, when you see a, a long line of people marching two by two with shields, you know the Patriot Front is coming. <laughs> they have their shields that's the, to defend you against tyranny. Uh, when you see um, people being led on a guided tour through a government building, watch out! It's, it's another. It's another insurrection. <laughs> so, oh, before we get into the headlines on that, did you happen to see Brandon at CPAC? Uh, no, I don't watch the CPAC. I don't watch those things. Brandon, I just on time. No, fair enough. Brandon was at CPAC and he was on a panel with Cash Patel and Andy Biggs. And he basically took 15 minutes absolutely slaughtering the GOP for not supporting any of the J6 prisoners and saying, like, they're taking note of this because as you guys cower, they know what they can get away with because nobody's doing anything to help anyone. Right. It was really emotional. And you know what? Rightfully so. He has a lot of pent up emotion because nobody stepped up to help him. They shunned him and ran away from him as though he was toxic garbage for nothing. He did nothing wrong. Well, he pled to he pled to a misdemeanor, but he stood outside the Capitol taking video. In my opinion. Yes. Um. So it was it was interesting on the heels of that. We get this raid. And now today, Trump is sitting for this deposition and. I didn't get too much into what I think this raid was for. I think it was for a lot of different things. Could they plant documents? Yes, they absolutely could. Do I think that Trump uh, Mar-a-Lago is under ridiculous surveillance in every single bedroom, up, down, left or right? I do. Is it legal under the law for them to disallow any attorneys or people that are being served by the warrant from observing? It is. I've read the statute. So there's one thing they wouldn't let anybody watch. So they have to give a log of what they took. They have no idea. There's a whole bunch of things wrong with this. The silence. Miranda Devine seems to have some scoop on all of this stuff that's going on. I'm watching over there. Um, but I don't know. People think he's going to be charged with what? We have no idea. There's just not enough information for me to speculate wildly about what the hell's going on other than what we talked about. But I will tell you, they are, again, trying to make all of us. They're trying to use this as a censorship tool to stop us from talking about how abhorrent it is to further alienate our ideas and our thoughts. Um, Just go to Drudge and read some of the headlines. Okay, we'll do a you you do it right now as we speak. See, let's see a raid of the century (laughs) of Trump fears agents planted stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course they absolutely. I mean, their presence there alone, they they will do anything. 
I mean, I, at this point, don't you have to plant stuff? Yes. If you've, 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 if you've already investigated this guy for six years and can't find anything legitimately, of you need to do something. Yeah. I mean, you, there's not there's who puts it past them? They've altered FISA warrants. They've they've changed emails. They, they, they've planted evidence plenty of times. Red wave in Senate races, Mitch McConnell curbing enthusiasm. That's because he has no effing personality curbing enthusiasm. Mitch McConnell enthusiasm. See, listen, listen here. A burning body found hanging from a tree in Griffith Park. What? What? A woman found burning hanging from a tree in Griffith Park apparently took her own life and she set herself on fire. After she shot herself in the back of the head, Frank. According to Margaret Stewart, the body is that of a woman, Stewart said. Information on her age and identity was not immediately available, though the woman's body was on fire at the time of the discovery. The death has been classified as an apparent suicide, pending the results of a coroner's investigation. According to Officer Norma Eisenman of the Los Angeles Police Department. What? How can you hang yourself? And then light yourself on fire. I guess you can douse. I guess you can douse yourself in kerosene first. Keep a lighter in your hand, hang yourself, and while you're struggling around, just flick yourself on fire. I mean, it's I, possible. It's possible, but it sounds very, very odd. Oh, by the way, real quick, if you look down under Carrie Lake's picture, read that headline. Arizonans. No, 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 the one below it. Oh, will they trust her as governor? No, see? Oh, oh, oh. Hunting for voter fraud. Conspiracy theorists organize stakeouts. Oh. Shout out to Melody. Oh, is that, is that all about Melody? No, they actually take uh, Seth Keschel and they really? use him. Hey, whatever. Instead yeah. of uh, Melody. Good. Hunting for voter fraud or or or. You oh, know. here she is. She's in here. Melody Jennings, a minister and counselor who founded the right wing group Clean Elections USA. Oh, claimed Uh-oh. credit for the Arizona gathering. And by the way, you know who was in the Arizona gathering? Who? <laughs> the minister that I know, Pete. <laughs> Great. It was so- Right. Do you know, I know we're going over Frank, but we started a little late if that's okay. Did you know that I was watching the show evil the other day and they had a whole plot line in there about QAnon. What show evil. Okay. No, I didn't know. I I sat there and I looked at Will and I said, I cannot believe that this is so in the mainstream consciousness now that they're putting it into sitcom shows. It's, it's just theirs. It, they own it now. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I guess, I, I guess they need something. I guess they need something. They, 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 they really expended all of their storyline ideas with things with the shows like the X-Files. So I guess now all they have to do is um, try to make QAnon scary when, when it really was just a, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of boomers learning about the Rothschilds for the first time. But listen, listen to this. August 2nd, Miss Lake and several other election deniers. That's what they're calling us now. Uh oh. Prevailed in their primary races in Arizona. What was what was all what was 2016 to 2019? Was that election denialism or what was that? No, that was that was. um that was civil. That was civil disobedience and the exercise of First Amendment rights. Got you. Got you. Now. Yeah. Now. OK. Now. Now it's election denialism. It's like it's going to be a term that like the Journal of Psychology does a study on. Watch. 
Yeah, election denialism when uh, right wingers do not like suspicious left wing victories. <laughs> like it's literally they've criminalized us saying that we don't believe an election was was valid. Seriously, the, 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 I just can't. I can't wrap my head around it. It's so crazy. I know. There's a, I know. It's like there's a man up there pushing buttons to see what happens. You would think you would think that election denialism is something that would that would start becoming a little bit more mainstream after uh, courts and judges around the country heard cases and saw evidence. And it was all blatantly a BS. Darn it. Uh, You would think. Let me try that again. You would think. Election denialism would be a a term that is coined after in 2020. You had courtrooms around the country that were hearing cases, seeing evidence, going through all these tens of thousands of affidavits of of foul play and 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 found them all to really be of merit. And it is all in a very public way proven to be really nothing, nothing to do about anything. Really, you would think that after all of that discernment and all of that digging and all that analysis if people still couldn't let it go it would be denialism but the fact that we that nobody even really got a a day in court that's just it it was it was just a hand to the face by the press and the judicial the judicial system nobody was a party nobody was ever harmed that was the way they did it you're a non-party you're a non-party you're a (laughs) non-party okay yeah yeah because because apparently you know we the people have nothing to do it's it's incredible. We the people, you're you're a non-party. Oh, so a uh, elections have really uh, will not. The problem will, is we stopped looking at them as our representatives working for us, and we look at them as the other way around. Yeah, that's the problem, and we're perfectly within our rights to say you work for me. It, if people just change their perspective, and I'm guilty of it too, because they wield what's that? What's that like? long thing it's a ball with spikes on it at the end a mace that's what it is they wield a mace and they swing it around and they beat anybody that even dares to say anything it's incredible to say that you're not a party you have not suffered any injury when you are one of those we the people yep and and this was an election that has to do with the government governance they're in yep it's it's incredible if something like that happened, uh, it's an affront to all 330 million. Hmm. That's one hell of a class action lawsuit. You think? I know. I know. Ah, we have to stop, but this was a good one. You have, yeah. you have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with... Hump Day Val and... Beans! You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. We will be back on Friday. Later. This is an MMA report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan. Quick fix on Radio Influence. The PFL, they need Cyborg because if you tell me they can't sign Cyborg and she either re-signs with, with Bellator or maybe she goes signs a one-fight deal with the UFC to fight a man, Nunez, maybe, maybe it's a one-fight plus one. I, look, if you told me put a percentage on where I think Chris Cyborg's next fight is, I would say probably 5% UFC, 60% PFL, 35% Bellator. I'm really proud I, I just, of you for like, doing the math right on that one. <laughs> I, I, I had to start thinking in my head there. Really but like, like, 
the one thing that I noticed when I did my Bellator rankings after uh, the last card was that there was only nine total fighters to, or I guess you'd say eight fighters to rank because Cyborg's a champion. So two fighters were no longer a part of the pool. It, it just it just makes me wonder, like if you're Bellator, you know, do, do you do you stay in that Chris Cyborg business? Like like look, as a fight fan, I want to see Kayla Harrison versus Chris Cyborg. Like my thing with Kayla Harrison is, like I truly believe that she wants to go down as the greatest women's mixed martial arts. Now, I think all she wants to get paid too, but the reality is, and this is no disrespect to what the PFL is doing right now. You can't be in the PFL and have a, a arguable resume to say you are the best fighter. Yeah. It, it, because for Kayla, the opponent she needs to beat, there aren't that many in her weight class at 145. Uh, it's two names to validate herself. It's Cyborg and it's Amanda Nunez. Yeah. And then you start looking at taking on credible UFC bantamweights who put on weight and, and, and fight weight class above. So those are the two names for Kayla to put herself in the same category as Amanda or Valentina Shevchenko. This is an MMA report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan. Quick fix on Radio Influence. 